Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air with Sherry Huber. Good afternoon, Sherry. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great myself. I'm doing great. Right. And, uh, it's great to be here with Open Air. I know. It feels like a whole new email class has started. And yes. Sunday workshops. And, yes. Oh, my. Yeah. And now here we are all together again in this way. It's very exciting. It is very exciting. And I have an announcement here. Mm-hmm. If you're already meditating in the morning or wish to start, enjoy the extra support of meditating with Sangha with virtual meditation groups. The 30-minute conference call meditation sessions happen seven days a week. For a complete schedule and for other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Sherry, you can press star six and then one to make a show and a conversation on one topic in about five minutes is great. Okay, Sherry, I think we're ready to get started here. All right. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Sherry. Hey, Michael. It's Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Well, hello, Elizabeth. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I've been Thank you. I've been watching and investigating and um, practicing with a specific distress pattern. Uh-huh. And the distress pattern is, so when someone is kind of acting crazy or acting out and there's no acknowledging or no owning of the crazy acting out behavior, um, there's someone who gets into such a distress that even after I'm away from the behavior, um, so and it's not like someone having a blow up and say, hey, I'm sorry, I lost my temper, not something like that, but where there's really, uh, to me, feels this, like, um, something very not right with the behavior and the not acknowledging and the not owning. So when... I, you know, when I come to, I'm in distress, and then I come to, I do the two-handed. Um, but in the two-handed, sometimes, like this week, I was, I was around someone who was doing some very, very reckless acting out, and there was no owning and no acknowledging. Um, and it was so, um, they were in some distress, and so the right hand was just like, I want to die, want to die, want to die. Someone was very, inside was very, very distressed. Mm-hmm. And um, the left hand, the mentor said, like, you know, it's okay if we get traumatized and wiped out by the karmic wave or, the, you know, it, it's okay if we got get knocked flat from the karmic wave of distress or trauma or whatever. Um I guess it was a trauma tunity. That's what I call a trauma opportunity. <laughs> anyway, I'm just. I. Um, we well, have lots of traumas. Yes. It may yes. I, first of That's all, it. 
first of all, I really appreciate that you start out with the acknowledgement that you're practicing with this, right? Because that's what makes all the difference. Because as you've noticed, it's not like there's only one other crazy person in the world besides ourselves. There seems to be a lot of us. And so with that kind of uh, karmic pattern, as you've noticed, um, it, it, it happens with some regularity. And instead of going with the way that person inside feels, because I mean, that's always an option, I suppose. You know, we could just uh, kill ourselves and then, then we don't have to deal with those people any longer. We think. We're not sure though, right? Um, but instead of that, what you're doing is, is staying with it, watching what happens with you, seeing how devastating it is, coming back to the two-handed, practicing with it. So let me, which is, in my world, that's the best we can do. Okay, that's, that's what's going to take us through to the other side. But let me ask you this. Um, this person who, who was behaving this way and not acknowledging it and not, not owning it, what do you project onto them? Do you, do you think they're capable of enough self-awareness to realize what they're doing? I think there's mental illness. Yeah. Okay. And it really, yeah. really distresses me whether I use that label or not. It's not the yeah. acting out, but the not owning and not acknowledging. It makes me crazy. Yes, but, but my, my question, and I thought what you answered was, they're not actually capable of anything other than what they're doing. You, you know, Elizabeth, yeah, for, that's, for me anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If, and that's if, very... If somebody is capable, <laughs> yes. if somebody is capable and they just won't, they just don't. You know, it's the person who uh, behaves in a completely crazy manner uh, and no matter what you do to try to get them to wake up in the situation, they don't. But down the road, they acknowledge that they acted out in this crazy way. And, and so there's that feeling of, okay, if you know you do this, and you know, that, that you, you, you know what that is, then why do you keep doing it? To me, that's one situation versus the person who really lacks capacity. Now, they can be scary, right, which is why historically people get, who, who scare us badly enough, get put in an institution so that, so that we're protected from them because they, they, they can't, they, they're not capable of doing the things, behaving in the ways that would keep them safe and keep us safe from them. So I'm curious about it being, it making you crazy when you know they are incapable of another choice. It, there, inside there is terror when I'm around that behavior. I mean, I can... That, yes, yes, okay, yes, I'm right there. I'm right there with you, yes. You are? That's what I was, that, well, that's what I was trying to understand. That's what, that's what I was trying to understand because 
if it's if it's judgment and blame and that sort of thing, then to me that implies that they have a choice. If you know they don't have a choice, then yes, that is the the way we tend to uh, react. They're scary, and we're scared because we don't know what they're going to do. They could do anything. We don't know. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Right there. Now, now that we all acknowledge that, <laughs> right, uh, that uh, yes, people who behave in ways that are so unpredictable. I mean, you, know, you see it in the news constantly, right? Somebody just pulls out a gun and starts shooting people. Right? They're in a grocery store, for God's sake, and it's just complete strangers. Um, and so that kind of behavior, that kind of possibility is terrifying to us. So then it comes back to, okay, there's actually nothing that we can do about them, and there's nothing that we can do about that circumstance because it could happen any time, anywhere. So then how do we get to the place of being all right with it? which to me is what awareness practice is all about. I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, for me, it's not just like random violence and that kind of thing. It's like, it's, you know, one, because of, I live in a rural area, I encounter it. And two, because um, of a volunteer job I have, um, being of service to people in crises, uh, it ex- you know I get exposed to it there too. So I guess you know in practicing with it, it's there's such inner distress and terror. Um, it maybe goes back to you know something earlier as well, obviously. But I just it's that place of um, we're together we're together, we're safe, we're together. I mean, really, it's like, what the hell else is there? I don't know. Is That's there something exactly else? exactly right, Elizabeth. I'm right with you. I don't think there is anything else. Because we don't know. Because anything could happen at any time. It's a complete delusion that we are safe in circumstances. We know that's not true. Most planes don't crash. Most cars don't get in wrecks. Most people don't die in random violence. Okay? But plenty of, plenty of, there are plenty of situations that happen that are just exactly like that. And all of those people involved are just like us. Right? They're just going along in their life, and then something happened. Right? So, so to be aware of that, to be aware that all of those possibilities are very much a part of life. And to to move as as quickly and consciously as we can to a place of knowing that we are all right regardless of circumstances. That you will be all right no matter what happens. In the moment of death, you will be all right. That's what we're practicing for. 
Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. just a, a recording, we are all right and together when people are acting out and not owning and not acknowledging. When there's cra- a crazy right. behavior, we are all right. That's right. Yes. Yes. Not just crazy behavior, but whatever happens. What, whatever happens. That's, the, that's, that's what we're building, is that relationship that, that will sustain us regardless of any circumstances. Yeah, and I just get to love, be tested. Mm-hmm. The unconditional love that you mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. embraces all aspects of you. Yeah. Can hold the terror. Is bigger, yeah. far, 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 far bigger than any fear. I like that. Unconditional love can always hold the terror. I, I think that would That's be a right. great re- recording. Good, good. And, and thank you. What you're doing to do what you're doing, Elizabeth, just to keep practicing with it. Keep keep your eyes on it. Keep watching it as it manifests. Use every opportunity to remind yourself of that, to embrace yourself in that unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In every moment when I come to. That's right. That, well, yes, exactly. When we're not here, then we're just like those people that we're terrified of. <laughs> yeah, we're crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I think that's... Pardon? We're probably not violent, probably not going to uh, do anything harmful to anybody, but it doesn't mean we're not completely lost in ego and crazy. Or just go into shock when we see shocking behavior. I know I go into shock. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate your support. You are very welcome. All right. Take good care of her. I will. I will. Bye for now. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Elizabeth. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Elizabeth. And Sherry, what was dropping in for me during that conversation was the illusion of control that you talk yeah. about and, um, yeah, how, how it's an illusion. Yeah, how that, how, yes, how it is exactly that, an illusion. Yeah. 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 And, and facing how fragile everything is, how, how vulnerable um, in that sense that we are when, when we're identified with a separate self. We're extremely vulnerable, very fragile. Yes. And when we come back to the unconditional love that is our authentic nature, we're invulnerable, invincible. Nothing mm. can happen to us. Mm. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Sherry. Hi, Michael. It's Barbara here in Australia. Hi, Barbara. Well, hello, Barbara. Hi. What's going on? It's lovely to get on. Um, Yeah, look, I'm just ringing to connect and for some support. Um, It's quite, yeah, it's been quite a big time for me my mum's had a 
late stage cancer diagnosis on top of her dementia and um, which has just not been a shock but um, you know it's just created a lot of uh, in the family it's kind of created a lot of urgency mm. um, so it's yeah, it's been a real process for me of, you know, just because it's not, because of my health stuff, it's not easy for me to see her. Um, we do live in the same city, but, um, you know, just finding that discerning, you know, how how to continue to take care of myself still you know even in the face of something like this and mm-hmm. even when all the you know if people are flying up from interstate and all over the country to come and spend time with her and um yeah it's been very challenging to sort of um just stay with with me and Stand taking care of myself heel, as we might say yeah, and to, um, you know, it's been really helpful. I remembered hearing you a number of times saying, you know, um, at times like this, you know, just no standards, you know, there's no right way to feel, there's no right way to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel kind of quite removed from it all and, and other times I feel quite emotionally connected to it and my heart's really open so you know there's a lot of potential I can see there's a lot of potential for ego to um, you know I had a lot of feelings come up around that all the family are getting together at mums and visiting and coming from all over the place people I haven't seen for a long time and not being able to be part of that brought up a lot of my stuff (laughs) Um, and then, you know, there's such a pull for, for that to be wrong and bad and, you know, ego wants to sort of, how can you have those feelings? Your mother's dying, like it's all about your mother. Um, so, I, you know, I've been very grateful for the email class. It's been really helpful to um, just assist me in, having those feelings that I don't want to be having <laughs> then, you know that that's okay yeah. well yeah <laughs> it's funny um, well not I don't know funny but odd uh, interesting uh, that e- even in a situation like this so your mother's never died before right you, you, you no this this has never happened to you and so Absolutely, every, every any and everything could arise for you, and yet yeah. even within that, there's our conditioning to say, well, that that's an okay thing to arise, but that's not an okay thing to arise. It, it, it's you should feel that way, or you you should behave that way, and if you don't behave that way, then you should feel this other way, and just yeah. in in. In looking at that, we can see how that whole process removes us from the situation. So instead of you 
with your mother dying, the relationship becomes with ego. Yeah. As ego watches you and tells you how you are and how you should be and what's right and what's wrong and that sort of thing. That, that, that becomes the focus of attention for us. Instead of the daughter who's losing the mother, the mother, <laughs> well, but that's it there. That's enough players right there, right? <laughs> and so yeah. to, to be focused on, on you and how your, your own physical um, issues keep you from participating as you would love to participate if, if circumstances were different. If you could, of course you would be there. Of course you would. But yeah, and I, you know, I know my... those aren't the circumstances. <laughs> no, they're not. And, you know... Also, I know how many people have been in this position for all different reasons, especially in the last couple of years. And, um, you know, just remembering that and for all different reasons, you know, people aren't able to be with loved ones in the way they'd like to be. Um, I, you know, when I, when I just bring it back to me and my mother, you know, over this period of lockdown in COVID, with COVID, she's been... She lives on her own and she's been on her own a lot and isolated or not allowed to go out of the house like me. And there's been, we've had some, I feel very connected to her. And, Mm. you know, she said, we had a conversation yesterday where she said, I don't, I don't feel ready to die. And I said, well, Mm. you know, I think, the only thing you can do, Mum, is just be present to every day that you have and enjoy it. And she just went, "Oh, that's lovely." <laughs> you know, it was, yeah, it was just like she felt this enormous relief. It was like, "Oh, I can do that." Yeah. Yeah. Just, just be alive as long as you're alive. Yeah. And, and really, Barbara, how wonderful that you have the relationship that you have with her. You know, so yeah. many people lose loved ones, especially parents, um, and the relationship isn't good. They're estranged or um, you know, they've, they've struggled. They're, they're not close. And it feels like there's all this that has to be resolved or uh, again the 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 focus then becomes on ego um, you know telling the person what they've done wrong in the past and how it should have been and what this means and all of that instead of again being able to be with the person um, who's who's going and the person who's left behind so to have this relationship with your mother where you know you if you don't See, physically see one another again it's not like you're not together 
I know, and I feel that, Sherry. I feel so grateful for that. And oh. you know, I didn't, I didn't always have this relationship with my mother. That's for sure. You know, we weren't particularly close. It wasn't that there was overt animosity, but we didn't have a, a close connection. And it's through practice, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it's amazing. I, I feel that it is amazing. I feel that um, I'm with her. I'm with her. Mm-hmm. And I know she feels that. Yeah. 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 yeah so, so when we can get those hateful voices of ego out of the way, even in a situation like this, there's just so much to be grateful for. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just immersing myself in practice completely. Um, and it, that's good. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Yeah, that just keeps the heart open for everything else that's going on. It's not like, uh, you know, it takes us away from anything. It just brings us more and more and more into life as life is. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. I'm really grateful to have got to have got on today. Yeah, well, it's, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's wonderful to talk with you. Stay in touch. Huh? Thanks, Sherry. I will. Thanks. Thanks, Michael. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Barbara. And that was a lovely conversation, Sherry. And I especially received the no standards. And uh, just what a lifesaver, a lifesaver that is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Michael, it, it, it... at a time like the one that Barbara is describing, the one that she's she's living through right now, we can we can see how really important it is because we know uh, how awful and hateful those voices will be right when we are our most uh, open and um, available to them. <laughs> uh, but but with for all the time, you know, for us to to uh, realize and remember as much as we can. That every moment is new. Mm. We've never had this moment before. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I have had God knows how many conversations, but we've never <laughs> been here for this one. This yes. one's brand new. Yes. And so to have standards based on an imaginary past, um, it's just, again, I, I don't know if, if, it, if it's as, as clear and poignant to everybody else as it is to me, but um, that it, it's that's how ego robs us of our lives because our attention goes to it mm. instead of to ourselves and to our life and to the people who are actually physically with us. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I see that. I see that, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sherry, we're going to break for a good news update, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Michael. Okay. Thank you, Sherry. Okay, Jen, I'm turning it over to you for a good news update. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. And welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Eleanor who is here to speak with us about her experience of practicing with the New Beginnings blog. Welcome, Eleanor. Hi. Thank you. Happy to be here. Hey. 
Yeah, see, Michael and Sherry gave us the perfect segue, didn't they, with the every moment is new. And so here we are talking about the new beginnings blog. That's exactly what I, where I went to with that. There's so many things, so many different ways to look at this, but uh, shall I just go with that one, I guess? Um, yeah, well, you know, you know, the, the, just a tiny thing in case, Eleanor, we're um, joined by folks who are, you know, new. I thought we might give a tiny context, which is that Sherry has been writing a beautiful blog, um, you know, a periodic writings from the new monastery property in Squim, Washington. And so that is now available. It's sent out each time a new blog goes out, and it's also available on our website. So thank you for being with us to talk about your experience of it. So please do, yes, jump in. Well, the the biggest thing, it's, it's been a joy to get all, it's so much fun information and learning about a new place where I've not spent time and um, those things. But what really I saw today when I was looking when I was looking back at that was that every time I get that it takes me to being with the natural world <laughs> and uh, whether it's saving the earth or planting the garden or looking at the birds I love and uh, mm. I mean, to me, that's such a gift because I see that that part. Yeah. I go to that place where I am part of the bigger universe instead of the little me that that you know that that I know well. <laughs> and I, <laughs> exactly, that ego wants you to have all of your attention on, right? Exactly. So that ally of the beauty of nature and and getting to see it, you know, these new places, you know, a place you've never been before and getting to see it in pictures and in videos and you know, Sherry talking about it and learning things about it and having the attention get to go there to the the beauty of all of that. That's that's exactly it. It's been a wonderful um this winter especially, you know, um weather, it just affects us. We're part of this planet and uh I feel Absolutely. like I was shared that with us with her experiences this um, as of late. And uh, gosh, I was trying to think, well, the information, I don't know where to start. You know, there have been some, she's given us some um, links to some beautiful uh, videos um, about the planet. And um, then then I guess it's that we get to share her research on all the things she's looking at about, so that, the idea is to bring this land back to how it maybe once was before humans, you know, um, did their thing with it. And and just the the research that's going into that is is very is really inspiring, I guess, um, to me. Yeah. It, oh, me too. Yeah. It's so inspiring. And so many, I think, I forget exactly how Sherry said it in one of the recent blogs, but boy, there's just a lot of interesting information out there that you would never, ever guess. And so in that process, which is so practice, isn't it, Eleanor? (laughs) The process of letting life be what life is, rather than what we, our better ideas as humans, what we want to impose on it. And so doing the, the care of the research to allow that to happen, to be the facilitator of that process. That's exactly it. And, and what that comes through for, to me, is it allows me to live in, kind of in that way, where 
I don't have to always jump out and do something right now. That that it's okay to to just be here, and um, it's okay to sit and be with the birds. You know, it's uh, and and so often the story in my head is I need to do something quick and now and you know um, help help you know, but um, I think <sighs> this has given me a little permission. You know that okay, you know uh, we do we do care about this planet. We are part of this big hole that, you know, and um, it's important. I, I guess it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a um, compassionate way to gather information. Maybe that's it. <laughs> oh, well put. Well put. Because as you say, the condition drive is I've got to do, I've got to do, I've got to do. So it comes from that place, right? And ostensibly, oh, I got to, I want to help. I want to make a difference here. But how often the being willing to stop and be with the beauty of the birds, that's the place where the information, the insight, the care, that's what makes the actual helpful information available to us. That's, that's right. And to know, and to me, some of the information on gardening has been so supportive because I do garden, and, and it's always challenging. And there's so many different ways to do things and um, to, to, to know that, that that's it. I can I can do the best I can, and I can be with the yeah. plants um, and the soil and, and be there, and and that's been that's been uh, helpful to me. <laughs> I'm, we're trying yeah. to yeah. in my garden right now. It's like okay, okay, yeah, we can you know we can do this and uh, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it really. It's such an assistance of both the process and the content level. And, so, you know, I feel like one of the invitations to us in this process, I was thinking about it when, um, you know, Barbara and Sherry were talking where, no, we can't, especially now, all physically be together. And there are some folks who will never physically come to the Squim property. But through something like the blog, that we get to be together in that the process way around it and that there's that invitation, that content invitation for each person to do what you're doing, which is to see how does this apply in my little environment, in my yard, in my window box, in my whatever it is, how I'm interacting with my, you know, physical environment. Exactly, exactly. And and you're right. Also, the excitement of sharing with, with Sangha um, this this mm-hmm. new new beginning. I mean, it really does feel that's a whole nother. Um, I like. It's really nice to have support of, and information because there, you know, there's. Oh, this is. I don't. I don't know how to really put this out there, but there's a little. There's a lot going on about the change, you know, because sure. I mean, I love the monastery property and. Sure. Um, so it, it's it is. It's nice to be able to see this change happening, and to see where we are out there. It, it, it's it makes uh, me happy. And you know, I don't know. Who knows? But I hope one day. But either way, I think you're right. It's really nice to be able to share it wherever we are. That is such a beautiful point, Eleanor. Because I certainly can relate. I absolutely love the monastery property and have not been to the Squim property. And there is something very, very special about getting to see it and experience it through those blogs that Sherry is offering for us. And also, 
that there's something very poetic about sort of coming full circle, right? So there's Sherry on her own on that property, stewarding that property in the same way decades ago, right, when there was nothing but a piece of land on those 320 acres in Murphy, same thing, right, coming and pitching a tent and getting started. And so it's this whole beautiful new beginning. And so for all of us to get to participate in that, partly through this blog, is really special. Exactly, exactly. Because we've all seen whatever part of the the monastery growth that we've seen, and, and, and I didn't see it at the very beginning. And so it, this, this, that makes this really special um, to, to yeah. see this part of it. Yeah, it really does. It really does, to get to be there at the very start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That kind of hit the spot. That well, kind of hit a spot for me, so. Um, yeah, me too, me too. And and so much more to come, you know, and the, the big unknown, right? <laughs> That's kind of the fun of it, of, boy, how there's so much more to unfold here. And so getting to be part of the, the journey is just such a adventure and a pleasure. Yeah, and what a perfect name to just to be called New Beginnings. That's a, that can yeah. apply to all levels of content and process. So That's right. That's exactly it. Yeah. Well, Eleanor, thank you for being with us this evening to talk about your experience of it. Well, thank you so much for asking me. Go Bye. happy. <laughs> Go happy. Good night. Bye-bye. And, Michael, we'll turn it back over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Eleanor. And welcome back to Open Air. And Sherry, what dropped in for me during that conversation is communication and how beautifully the monastery does that in sharing what's important, you know, in a transparent way and keeps us all informed and connected. And it's a beautiful aspect of practice to me. Yeah, that I that was a very fun conversation for me to hear. I I I had never I'd never thought about it that way. So hmm. several aspects of that, but how this is kind of like all those decades ago uh, with this new beginning and uh, and then as as uh, people were talking about that that effort and what you're pointing to that effort always uh, for, for us all to be included because. It's, mm. it's our practice, right? It's yeah. our sangha. We're it. And, yeah. uh, and so, it, 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 again, in uh, what was referred to, um, you know, that there, there are people, lots of people, who are a part of this sangha who will never come here, who never got to see the monastery in Murphy's, um, but are just as much a part of this sangha as mm. as somebody who who would live on that property or this property mm-hmm. so yeah it's 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 quite wonderful yes yeah yes. and in this one that uh, i think will go out tomorrow i just was writing it today i was going <laughs> getting all crazy again on the subject of change and how much i love change <laughs> and uh and uh, that that's again uh you know it's it's so much a part of it that 
as Eleanor is saying, you know, she wasn't there at the beginning of the last one, but mm. she's here at the beginning of this one. And uh, so being, be, having those, uh, the, the changes that, um, I, don't, I don't know, I've, I've run out of, uh, of words for it, but that, that help us all to, to know how included we are, how much a part of we are. Mm. Yes, yes. Fabulous. And we... And, and I will tell you, being here in this house, um, in, it'll be 15 degrees tonight, and I know that's not news for people all over this country who, it's just mm-hmm. that I freely confess, I'm a native Californian, it's quite a, it's quite a shock to the system, but being here in this house versus being in a tent, <laughs> 20 acres, trying to convince myself that the sound of a fox was not, in fact, a woman close at hand being strangled. Uh, it, it, is, it is quite a different experience. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Great. And we have another caller here. All right. Thank you, Michael. Sure. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, this is Paul from Los Angeles. Hi, Paul. Hey, Paul. Can you hear? Oh, good. Hi. What's so, um, I'm not a happy camper uh, here. I, I, I've been depressed for about two months, and uh, I haven't been depressed like this since my 50 years ago or so. Um, and so I'm just kind of reaching out for support, uh, because it doesn't seem like it, anything's moving here. Uh, to, well, can know. I tell you one thing that I'm pretty sure is going on? Yes, please. You're not recording and listening. Uh, I've been listening and doing some recording, but, you know, I was just listening oh, come on, on, Paul. on the web. Admit it. No, you're not. <laughs> not a lot but I, can I just right. say that on the way where, you know, to where I am now I was listening to things of gratitude and uh, and it just reminds not me it. of the, the or things I love uh, well just more, more gratitude stuff and it, it just comes up for me that's how I used to feel you know because it's a few months old uh, and it almost makes me feel worse well, yeah. Because I because and, because I'm saying, Paul, boy, you, Paul, I was I was feeling good. Do you business. know why? Do you know why that's the case? No. Okay, then I'll 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 tell you why. I don't think I, I, it doesn't appear to me right away. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it, it's you know again you've heard me say this and and I'll say it till the day I die. The thing I love most about this practice is that it's scientific. There's not a single, and now we'll get oogum-boogum once in a while, uh, but only for fun, okay? Everything about it is absolutely scientific. You do this, and this happens. You do that, and that happens, okay? And so Mm -hmm. what's happening in a situation like you're describing, you'll listen to a recording about gratitude that you made at an earlier time when you were feeling grateful, and your Mm -hmm. attention is not on the recording, 
your attention is on conditioned mind saying, yeah, well, you don't feel that way now. Yeah, well, that's not happening yeah. now. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. uh, I don't know where I was just talking about this. Uh, oh, maybe on Sunday. Um, the, the fellow who taught his, his uh, kids to say thank you until they meant it. Mm-hmm. And that it's, it's really a wonderful practice. And because, for, on, on many levels, okay, first of all, it will make ego completely insane, which is, I find, always entertaining, okay? Now, it takes a great deal of determination to do it, a great deal of willingness to do it, um, but it does work. And the reason that it works is that over a period of time, the person doing it will stop giving their attention to conditioned mind and what it's saying and they'll keep their attention on thank you and because words and feelings do tend to be closely associated for us conditioned humans before long mm-hmm. the, the very repetition of thank you uh, introduces and solidifies a feeling of gratitude so it's no mm. there, there's no mystery about what's happening there isn't. And uh, a- as a person with a, a, <laughs> a well-documented history of depression, uh, I can promise you that there's nothing unique about what's happening to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? I mean, it, it, yeah. We, 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 we get what we do. And if attention is on conditioned mind, uh, telling us how bad it is and how bad we are and how hopeless it is and how it used to be different and it isn't now and it isn't going to be again. And, uh, you know, we... <laughs> one of the things when, we, when I, we used to be... We used to meet in person and I did a lot of, you know, talks in different places. Um, one of the things that I would do with people regularly at the beginning of it or toward the beginning of the talk is talk them into being depressed and talk them into being happy and it would take about three minutes for each of those because all i had to do was like it's just kind of like hypnosis right i would just get them to give all of their attention to everything that's wrong and bad and horrible and frightening and and they would feel terrible and then i would get them to focus all of their attention on everything they love and what's beautiful and and they would be happy okay now that's what's going on with us all the time and it's that simple and straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, and I, I kind of know, I know what you're talking about. During this period, the mind is just like going wild. Um, yes. You know, I, I'm tapering off Ambien, kind of my family uh, you know, thinks that that's the cause of it. I, and I, you know, kind of 35% down and I intend to get off that and I'm, I have some fatigue issue. But, you know, once I slipped into this, forget, I don't know, you know, exactly how. It's just uh, fake it till you make it every day, you know, still doing what I need to do, still talking with people. You know, I'm, I still talk to everybody. I still joke with people. It's just sort of like through... It's very difficult, um, and I, I. Well, I don't have to explain. I'm sure you understand what I'm saying about how I feel. Oh, 
And, and the, you know, and, the thing about how I feel is just keeps coming up and I have to, okay, I'm, because it makes me feel worse. You're right. It makes me feel yeah, worse. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Paul, the, the difficulty, the difficulty is that you, not only are you listening to ego, to conditioned mind, you believe it. <laughs> so earlier we were talking with somebody about being in the presence of crazy people, right? So yeah. if you're in the presence of crazy people mm. and, mm-hmm. and you are so identified with them that you believe everything that they say, you're going to be crazy too. And that's what happens to people. Instead of looking at what goes on in your mind like it's an insane radio show, okay? mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it's insane, and yeah, it's playing, and yeah, you're hearing it, but you know it's a radio show. You don't get so involved with it that you become what it's saying. You're just listening to it. You're watching the whole, the whole thing. If you were doing that, it wouldn't matter what the mind is doing. It's our engagement with it. We give it attention. We identify with it. We think it's true. And we suffer. As, and I've practiced a while, and I know this stuff. And when I'm not depressed, I'm pretty good at dropping the conversation. But, yeah, I mean, I have to just do it harder right now, I guess. That's exactly right, Paul. It, it, that's exactly right. That's what practice is. Yeah, Ashwini mentioned we that. We don't to me practice. Huh? I said Ashwini mentioned that to me a few weeks ago, a month ago, whatever, when I called in. Uh, this is, and, and just that, you know, like the opponent is giving so much, you have to up, kind of up your game that's right. Uh, on, on, being, on redirecting your attention. That's um, right. Because yeah. we don't need practice when everything is going well. Yeah. And that's all that's, go- that's all that's happening, right? It's not like you're doing better when you're, in quotes, not depressed. You're just not depressed. So then it's easy <laughs> <laughs> not to suffer, mm-hmm. right? And then suddenly you step into that hole and now you're suffering. Well, you know what to do. Now's your opportunity to do it and to prove to yourself that you can do it, that you have the tools and not only do you have them, you know how to use them and most important of all, you will use them. Yeah. Because somebody simply saying, well, you know, it's possible not to suffer. Well, that's not helpful. That's not uplifting. <laughs> you mean the voices the are saying that? You, yeah. the, the person who tells you, who reminds you that you know what to do. You know, you just fell off the end of the pier. Mm. It's important to remember that you know how to swim. Right. Right. Yeah. Is it fun? Do we want to? No. 
But that's how we prove to ourselves that we can trust ourselves. That's how you, that's how you know what we were talking about earlier, that under any circumstances, you're going to be there for yourself. You're not going to just wimp out and say, oh, well, I don't feel good, and so I have to suffer. You know, it's, no, this guy's suffering. He's suffering. You're the only one who can save him. And you can. That's that. I mean, there, there's just no better news than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Guess I got my marching orders. You do, sir. You do. <laughs> and I'll give you one more. Good. Let us know how it goes. Okay. okay. All right. Good Thanks night. so much, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Right. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Paul. And that was a fabulous conversation, Sherry. And I'm going to take those marching orders also. And, um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Oh, it is because we just, sometimes we just forget. Yes. That's ego's best job, as a matter of fact, is to get us to forget who we are and what we are. Yes. And we have time. We suffer. All right. One more? One more. Here we go. All right. Good. Thank you, Michael. Sure. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Bob in San Francisco. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. <laughs> I just have to say, I, I see raindrops on my window right now, which we haven't seen, I think, in about two months. That's very exciting. That is very exciting. I'm going to hope for a downpour. I did just hear from the monastery that they're, they're, they're getting hail. So, uh, yeah, hope, hope for you folks, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of the monastery, I, uh, I called in because I was just really inspired in that conversation uh, with Had uh, on good news. And, and I had, partly because, well, because of the conversation, but also because I was been thinking about the new property and the monastery. And I had today a sort of, uh, a j- uh, like a monastery adjacent experience where I was volunteering in a kitchen uh, here in the city just doing, you know, chopping and things like that. And, and I was just, I was watching just like all the things I see when, when, I, when I was, when I am at the monastery in the kitchen and just how all that training was just so helpful and actually being present <laughs> in this other kitchen, which wasn't the monastery and, and watching how like, you know, whether, I, I don't think it was conditioning, it was almost like muscle memory, but I just wanted to do like I would do at the monastery. Well, it wasn't at the monastery. I wasn't being asked to do <laughs> what they do at the monastery, but I was in a kitchen volunteering. Aha. Aha. Yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of, uh, I'm projecting, it just kind of snaps you to attention, right? Yeah. It's, it's the, yeah, it's the, I know this place. I know this place. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I just, I, I too wasn't at the, at the, at the onset of the, 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 you know, existing monastery property at Murphy's, but, you know, I, I, the first few retreats I went to, it, it was, you know, it was, you know, meals were made in the army tent, you know, 
And yeah, that's pretty close to the beginning, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there were a few years of scrubbing tiles that went on before I ever got there. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but, but, you know, I just really appreciate it and just wanted to kind of share just, you know, the, the thing that you've always led us to is like, you know, you know, being here for what, you know, for, for the life that's actually here rather than something else, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I could mm-hmm. be in that kitchen today and stay in that fantasy of what went back however many years ago in my original time at the monastery or the time I've been in the monastery kitchen. But, you know, I was actually at this completely other organization, you know, offering to, to be there with them there right in that moment. And, uh-huh. and I could just do that. You know, I didn't have to, you know, uh, you know, figure out how to do it or do it the right way or just, just be present to what was being offered to me today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which which is the quality of the attention that we that we aspire to bring to every moment, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and with that, so one of my, my favorites is you know everybody who comes to a kitchen, um, a monastery kitchen is is a grown up, right? And so mm-hmm. you know we all think that we know how to be in a kitchen. We've been you know we've been cooking for ourselves or whatever for a long time, and then somebody starts telling us uh, how to do something that we know perfectly well how to do better, okay? Not only do I know how to do, do it, I know how to do it better. And, and then over time, <laughs> if I'm willing to stick with it, I just drop all of that and I get to the place of, okay, this is how we do it. This is how we do it here. So you could have taken that, I know how to do it because I was trained in a Zen monastery, to this mm-hmm. Uh, kitchen and been a royal pain in the neck, right? But what you knew was how to be present with with the circumstances you're in. I would guess, accept direction uh, cheerfully, fulfill it, uh, fulfill the request. I'm sure that they're hoping that you'll be there every day, Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and the great thing about this place, I think, is that it's uh, it's offering that training almost every time I go there because they really don't have, you know, like, you know, at the monastery, you know, we read the kitchen rules and, 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 and guidance at the beginning of every session. Right. Uh-huh. And here it's like one day you're asked to do it one way, one day you're asked to do it the other. And so, you know, they're, catch well, they're catch can. Right catch catch can. But I, but I, but it's like asking me to be, okay, well, this is how we're doing it today. You know? That's right. It's improv, <laughs> isn't it? It's exactly. improv. Okay, what, what, uh, all right, here we go. And you don't have to but, waste a second on, but why are they, they should, if they would. But the great thing about it with all this, all the training I've done with the monastery over the years is that I, I was able to view it all as spiritual training while I was there. I'm sitting there silently cutting up two boxes of celery and, and like, it's all in silence. You know, there's a lot of other things kind of going around, but no one's talking to me. I'm not talking. And I got to watch just everything I would watch if I was sitting there in silence, chopping up celery on a monastery cutting board. It's exactly the same. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I love it. Do you remember, Bob, when uh, we had the, the, um, 
you know, best year yet uh, guide, guideline, I guess. I don't know what the heck they're called, but um, willing to lead, willing to be led. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you around for that one? Yeah. yeah. And that's it, right? If somebody put you in charge of the kitchen, then you you would bring your whatever to that task and you would assist everybody else to do what needed to get done, but you weren't in charge of the kitchen. And so you could just step into whatever role you're asked to fulfill, bring all of your uh, attention and awareness to doing that quite happily, it sounds. Yeah, yeah. And it was also really helpful in terms of the email class because, like, you know, I was just watching all the projection going on as I'm just there just doing a task. You know, it's like there's nothing uh-huh. else going on except me chopping these things. And yet somehow, you know, conditioning had, <laughs> has to get involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has to bring all of reality right in here with us. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. those projections. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I love it. I love yeah. it. And yeah. I, I, just before I let you go, I, I love that perspective of um, not content but process, that what we learn in a Zen uh, environment is, is not, it's never about content. It's mm. always about the process. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And then I, yeah. one more thing I just add is like I was just thinking as you were saying that it's like, you know, the interesting thing to me is like, if I flip it around, like we're doing something in the production class, I, I'm like looking around, like all the people I'm working with know is here's just some new person we're trying to like get to do this task, right? And and it's true, I'm there doing that task and I'm happy to do it, but I'm getting a whole other world of of uh, of training just uh-huh. just in doing that, and and it's just fantastic. So it's like you know, it's it's really it's another part of that you know you know. Uh, you know, we give what we get or generosity wants to give kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the, and the, more, uh, the more we go on, the deeper it all gets. The deeper, the wider, the, there's just so much more. In every, yeah. We think it's about being in the moment, and then we slip into the moment and realize, ooh, this is vast. Mm-hmm. This is vast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Bob. All right, thank you. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Bob. And that certainly brought back fond memories, Sherry, of the monastery. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Me too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 And that brings us to the end of the show. And so thank you, Sherry. And thank you, everyone, for participating. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. Go happy.